Hello and welcome to the DM's Travel Book Club, a guide to the planes. Each episode we explore one of the planes of existence as outlined in the Great Wheel cosmology in the role-playing game Dungeons and Dragons. My name is Fiona and with me for the final time of the Planes of Law section of this podcast is Hamilton. Hamilton, how are you? I was wondering how you go with that sentence. Oh, yes. <laughs> it was like a, it was just like leading me on a trail there. It's like the last time when you said that at the end of our season three. You went season three, the, I was like... The last episode of Dean's Book Club, <laughs> season three. A massive twist at the end, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Well, we've come, we, we've done so much already. Obviously, we... we, we Ten. Flew. Ten. Ten oh. double figures, I know. We've sort of got, we've gone through the whole chaos stuff, and now we've mm. gone through law, and we're here at the end. And I know, yeah, quite a quite a trip. I think we've. I think then looking back then before. Well, we could do that at the end. Actually, we'll do a looking back at law. We'll look back at law. <laughs> <laughs> look then. Look back, what, not what, in what? anger, but at law. <laughs> <laughs> what exactly? Looking back at the law of England. That's our next episode oh, of the Book Club. No, oh, um, no one's going to listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> no, someone will listen to it, but probably not the same people. This is this. No. Anyway, yes. where have we gone for the f- the you know the last of the law? episodes yeah, we've left say the best or last maybe depends on where you're looking at from so obviously when you come down from the heady heights of mount celestia yeah. we carried on a going nice down R&R chill time nice r and r chill and we thought nothing you know what where else would we go and somebody said oh well, let's go to Beethor. And I'm go like, let's go straight to hell. Like, literally that film, go to hell. <laughs> yeah, so we are here looking at uh, Beto or Bato or any mm. any sort of pronunciations of that, depending on where you're from in the world. But yes, the nine hells of Beto. And now, I will say, Hamilton, this has been the biggest... <laughs> I, I, for us, and again, just sort of behind the scenes for those people watching and listening, so obviously we've been looking at the Planescape version of these uh, these planes, essentially, from the Planescapes uh, and all the different books and stuff like that. And usually the sort of primer for each one, there's about 20, 30 pages or so, and it's the same amount of pages for the Nine Hells. But there is so much in there. They're all double text lines. <laughs> it's, all, <laughs> yeah. it's all double text. There is a lot. And it's and yeah, there's and it's not because it also covers a lot of other topics as well. Yes. And as it says in the book, everyone's gonna go everyone wants to go to hell for some reason who plays D D. Yeah. That's why they had the mm-hmm. satanic panic for some reason, clearly, yes. because it says yeah, in the book, your players are gonna want to go here. They shouldn't, but they will. And, and we're going to try and stop them. Yeah, exactly. It's just because it's the most famed and and uh, along yes. with the abyss, I think, you know, and I think mm-hmm. it's there's something about it. It's that making deals. It's the fiery pits. It's the pure evilness and the trickery, but also the fun in the trickery. And I think mm-hmm. DMs and as a DM myself, it's quite fun to play a lawful evil character. Like have an, an evil NPC and you can really get like ham it up with a with a mm. devil. Do you know what I mean? Was with like the abyss, it's all very grunts and you know, it's all fighting. Uh, but there's something sinister and ultimately sinister about the sort of like hidden agenda mm. and the sort of manipulation that is also mm. why I think people love the Feywild, because there's also yes which is the happier side of it, which is where, but again, it's that something's behind all of it. And it's fun to play that sort of character because you really are having a bit of acting because mm-hmm. you're trying to play one thing, but let people know that you're like 
up to something. <laughs> yeah, so. I think what because so that, so this plane, if, in case you haven't guessed, is lawful evil, or mm. <laughs> um, and it's as you said, the sort of big t- sort of key defining things are deception and depravity. This is like the ultimate plane of law and evil and the epitome almost of cruelty mm-hmm. and corruption. But as you said, the difference, whereas the abyss is just like, we're just going to do it, it's chaotic and it's unpredictable. Yeah. Here, as you said, is that intelligence, that cunningness, mm-hmm. that really, that it's not evil for evil's sake, it's intended. And that's, I think there is something... I mean, we have that, we love that in stories, we love that in villains and stuff like that. So it totally makes sense that you, some of the best stories between good versus evil will happen in the Nine Hells. And as we know from mm. looking at fifth edition, there has been quite a lot on, on there. And I will yeah. do a quick comparison at, probably towards the end about yeah. what has changed. But yeah. you know, if you if you are somebody who's really getting in this, into this, there's obviously Descent into Avernus, one of the modules, which goes through the first layer of hell from, yeah. you know, and has a storyline throughout. And, mm. and this, and I will say we've done other episodes in our sibling podcast, uh, the DMs Book Club, about the Blood War, which is mentioned quite a lot in this particular chapter. Yeah. Um, and also, the we've also done. Uh, I think I, I think it is on the nine arch uh, fiends or the arch uh, devils mm. for this as well. We've done, so this is actually, but this is actually a first one where we're actually looking directly at the nine hells and the layers within them. Mm. So yes. Yeah, and they're a lot of fun, all, all nine of them. <laughs> all nine of them. But and, and again, yeah. just to start off, I guess, um, again, w- you can really tell the tone of this book straight away because yeah. obviously, yeah. as we sort of remarked off podcast, uh, a word of advice if your players want to go visit, don't. Uh, yeah, <laughs> which yeah. Is, no, 100%. Is, which it, I love that as a, as a little like, really oh, okay. And, and it really, I think the first page, the depth of depravity is its name that goes through by the time you got to the end of it, you're like, I don't, I don't want to do this. You yes. know, like that bit when you go to like some sort of adventure theme park and you get to, you've signed the waiver and then they're halfway at the bottom of the waiver and you're like, yeah, no, I'm all right actually it's, when I'm having to sign away all these it. terrible things. It's like that. And, uh, and the, the thing that it really, and I think the point you made about them being intelligent and evil is that like, uh, they will the bit that it talks about is like what they will do to you like do you know what i mean it's the last thing they said they you know you think you might come here and you you might probably not be slaughtered outright because that's not the point it's not like you go yeah abyss they will like a demon will see you and they'll just fight you right here they won't do that they'll do something even worse and like even it makes that point that they might make a deal with you you might even they might even let you think you've got one over on them and then 20 years down the line, just when you don't suspect it, they'll tap on your shoulder and take you back to hell and leave you there for eternity. You know, it's like they will play. They, yeah, they are the the Rakshasa in in critical role again. As I always go, we've talked about before, but when we talked about Rakshasas in other domains, it's this, that sort of like, they when you least expect it, when you've been fighting the dragon and you've run out of health, the deep devil will come and attack you then you know yeah. maybe to to try and steal yourself <laughs> yeah no but i think and, and no but and i think that's true you, we talked about it on previous episodes looking mm. at planes of law like why would we go to these places like mechanus or, mm. or mount celestia when maybe it's not as enticing i think here you could be the same thing if your players were like well why would we go to hell we shouldn't go oh no the, oh, the nine, the nine hells. Well, there's lots of reasons, but also the nine hells could definitely come to you. <laughs> yes. Oh, so. yes, hundred percent. That is the thing. 
and, and the same with demons as well. Uh, that's mm. the, the the other thing. But they have because of the blood war as well. They've always in they're always in need of new recruits, <laughs> yes. and uh, mortals make for very good recruits. It seems, you know. Mm. So, yeah, absolutely. So let's let's talk about the defining yeah. features of mm. the Nine Hells of Battle. So, uh, similar to last week where we talked about Mount Celestia as as a, obviously as a mountain with several layers as well. Here it talks about the the Nine Hells as being an inverted mountain, and each of these planes of of the nine uh, sort of levels, sorry, uh, it goes from sort of the widest, broadest one at the top, which is Avernus, all the way down to the ninth level, which is a uh, uh, Nessus, which yes. is like. The, the top essentially and it has this beautiful sort of talk about when you can look up from the bottom and you can see all the other planes and i and it's that that again to me if i was describing that to players and stuff like that, i'd be like whoa that is almost mind-bending and I, mm. maybe that's another thing here that i would introduce because it doesn't really talk we've talked about before about like um arcadia and uh, and our uh, um uh, are chair on. Um, mm. like they're, they're sometimes they're a bit mind-bending in those places. I think here it could be a really good one. The f further down you go of this inverted mountain, the weirder things get as well. But that's not to say that each layer, it doesn't have to be like crazy gravity or anything like that, because each layer in itself has like um like a feature, like usually yeah. a, a weather-induced feature. Yeah. The one, I sort of mentioned it a little bit off podcast, but I, I like to use the comparison of sort of climate change. Each one of these levels has some element of climate change of like the extreme, the worst yeah. thing in the world. So for example, you take Avernus, which is the biggest one. Uh, it is known for fireballs, just randomly yeah. appearing, uncontrollable, done. And we, you know, in, in the US as well, you, and, and Australia, we have uh, huge forest fires that go out of control yeah. and that sort of thing. So again, for me, maybe if I was picking a layer for the players to be dumped onto or stranded, I would go and look at those sort of weather conditions and have a look up in the news. And yeah. apart from being very sad about it, yes, <laughs> uh, then it sort of channel it, that sort of um, meteorological or, or sort of the uh, climate sort of mm. descriptions into your into where you describe the landscape. No, and they are the they are critical features to it. I think really, this is the only one which is less so, I'd say, but that's because it has a very urban feature isn't it it's kind of like the only that's the only thing about it but then it's it's uh it's the urban part of those climates i think but then in in, but then in the, and again so yeah so this itself yeah. this iron city this city of like pain almost it feels yeah. very industrial but i i would like to then for me in this sort of this sort of metaphor i was thinking like okay so i'm thinking industrial victoriana that's yeah, sort of like no, horrible 100%. smoke it's like the like, cause yeah. of all the climate change isn't exactly it? yeah the dystopian yeah. factor of that for yeah. sure um yeah. so i guess the why don't let's just have a wander yeah. down go through let's each place let's have a little stroll let's through the stroll down. so <laughs> as we start everyone always has to start at a furnace it's yeah. called the blasted uh plane where uh, mm. sorry the blasted layer um mm. it's the ideal battleground and there's this blood red light everywhere with all the fireballs and stuff and this is where the fight the blood war is happening between mm. so the the demons and the uh the demons, sorry, and the devils. Um, and it's interesting in Planescape, it doesn't really talk too much about the angelic forces, the celestials per se. Presumably they like staying on Mount Celestia because they're like, you guys, you sort yourselves out. <laughs> you don't come up here. Whereas in 5e, there's definitely more of a, a sort of a trident, yeah. sort of a triforce sort of thing where they're all well, sort they of- they do mention it together. in Celestia. They do go off and fight them, but it is more of a defensive seeming yes. isn't it than being but yeah exactly and people in Isgard are just fighting themselves for no apparent reason <laughs> but I'll just keep going on about that <laughs> when Absolutely. they could be doing something useful 
absolutely. Um, it's you know essentially imagine like a wasteland scattered with rocks of obsidian mm. and quartz. Uh, this is a little fact that I read and was like, that sounds awful. Is that some of these rocks have faces on them? Yes. Um, what? I know. And, and they don't know. Into them that yeah, well, look like they're in torment. Well, yeah. carved in quotation marks could be actual petitioners or people that have been trapped there. Into, and oh, but I, I yeah. like that idea that you go, you go roll a perception check, and you do, and go, oh yeah, that that rock has a face on it. <laughs> and it's just oh. um, there's no lakes or rivers per se, except we have the river Styx that sort of flows uh, down the middle of Avernus, and uh, we'll obviously talk about the river Styx a little bit more later on because it's more connected to one of the other planes. Mm. Um, the thing I quite liked about this particular uh, uh, layer, this uh, yeah. uh, Avernus, so there's this talk of these ruined gate towns, sort of a, a line of villages and stuff that have been sucked in essentially from the outlands. And mm. the most recent one of this is a place called Darkspire, which, uh, in the sort of the bigger primer at the beginning of these all these books, was talking about Darkspire as a, or Darkspine, sorry, as a sort of, um, it's the only safe place. <laughs> currently uh you know so you could you maybe you would want to go there but there's this mm. little rumor that obviously it got pulled through uh this portal um the cursed gate in a place called ribcage got pulled through and now there is like well other things are happening so they don't know whether this place dark spine is going to be pulled back or if the rest of ribcage is going to come through <laughs> to avernus yeah. so everyone's like oh we don't know what's going to happen yeah it's kind of cool <laughs> Because yeah. the abyss's gate town is constantly being sucked into the abyss, slowly but surely, and, this, and that happens more regularly because as it sort of develops and grows. But yeah, this one is quite more particular that it's actually just stolen part yeah. of the town, and we'll there's that. waste of all of them. And I quite like how it's called the the black spine, and then the, the, was it the dark sorry dark spine, dark spine, yeah, yeah, dark spine, yeah. yeah. And then they've got the, and then it's ribcage. You kind of think, what happens next? Is it what happens to ribcage when that comes in? Do you get the oh, neck? Yeah, yeah. The collarbone. <laughs> Sorry. No, what was it? Oh, what's it called? Oh, the collarbone here. I don't know medical term. Sorry, never mind. Yeah. It's not important to this story. Um, <laughs> but they have landmarks as well. So maybe you'd want to take in the sites at the River of Blood or the Pillar of Skulls. You know, uh, stuff like that. Actually, I quite like. But again, this was in the sort of the mini primer at the beginning. It talks about a little site called the Garden, where it's just a place mm. of absolute beauty in this horrible, terrible place. And it mm. talks about how the more people that go visit it, more plain walkers that go visit it, the larger it seems to get. And it has this sort of feature about it being, uh, it's not, it doesn't allow any violence whatsoever. So fiends and, and devils and demons avoid this mm. place completely. So you're like, wow. So what is this place here? Is this sort of a false sense of security? Mm. Are people a bit too happy here? And it talks about people going missing and leaving all their possessions and all that sort of thing. And I just like, I quite like that. This sort of, hey, mm. look, a safe haven. Say to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So I, again, I like that idea that you could have a little pop spot of like serenity in this horrible, horrible place, but it's not always not what it seems. Just like, makes me think of the song what? in the Garden of Eden. Boo. You know, there's a like, sort of rock <laughs> version of the Garden of Eden. But but like the, the, the idea that fiends yeah. avoid it, and you're like, we're in the Nine Hells, why would fiends avoid some... I just well, thought, oh, it's, it's very gotta interesting. It's got to be fae. It's got to be fae. It's right. got to be fae. <laughs> it's got to be fae. You're worth it. Uh, <laughs> maybe it's me. Maybe. <laughs> maybe it's Avernus. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's... Uh, the other thing to note uh, quickly about this first layer as well is that Tiamat is on this layer here yeah. in in uh in planescape uh she is just more of a guard 
She guards mm. the entrance, the only known stable entrance for the next layer, the sort of thing mm. of this. So she's not trapped here. Not she's like in 5e, which not... I quite like the 5e, because the 5e notes say that she's trapped here because she made a deal with Asmodeus, but no one knows the, the dark of what that is. Yes. And I, I kind of like that, because there's a sort of... I've used that in one of our in our campaigns, so I'm, I, there's something going on there. But yeah, I think it's quite. And and this is the interesting thing as well. As we'll go down this, like so, we let's let's come quickly to the politics of this place. So yeah. for each level, there is a yeah. ruler, sort of an arch. Uh, I always get, I keep going demon, arch devil, or someone that mm. rules and looks after how that layer is being run. That is different. So that's uh, the Lord of Nine, they're called. Mm -hmm. uh, in opposite to that, there's something called the Dark Eight, which are these sort of eight sort of pit fiends that sort of organize the different sort of armies and contingencies for the Blood War. So it's trying, it's, it's tricky because the, the, the Dark Eight doesn't really feature too much in 5e. So it's just right. that, you know, that in what's interesting and the biggest sort of sort of comparison is something I was actually was a bit shocked by, but it kind of makes sense in a way, is that in Planescape, not many of these arch uh, arch devils are named at all. Mm -hmm. uh, so certainly... I thought that was weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird, right? Because, but I wonder if, because, you know, because Planescape is older, you know, it is second edition and stuff, so maybe what I discovered through 5e is that they like naming things. They like going, oh, by the way, mm. here's all the levels, here's all yeah. the... Things. Whereas I wonder in Planescape, they're like leaving it open for later on. There's other boxes yeah. that sort of describe it, so maybe more in the production line. But also, you could also make it up yourself. That, yeah. for example, there is no Arch Devil on the first uh, on the first plane of Avernus or the first layer of Avernus. Yeah. That they're having that people keep dying as a result of it. Yeah. Maybe you go there and you accidentally become, <laughs> for whatever reason, the the Arch Devil, and you're like, oh no, I didn't want that. You know, so I guess there's it's other ways you can play with it. And I think that's what I it's quite like about this. It also fits with the idea that the, the the old school story of like names mean something, and knowing something's mm. name gives you control over it in a lot of spells, and like so they wouldn't give away their names. Do you know what I mean? But then, as it says in this, the ones that people know, they keep calling them, they keep calling on them all the time because they want to try and get something off them or try and get a deal out of them. So it's sort of... Yeah, I guess maybe people are more like, yeah, more secretive about how they do things or, or yeah, mm. I quite like that. that an arch devil likes their privacy. Yeah. <laughs> I quite like that. Actually. All right, well, let's go on to the second layer. So this, yes. the Iron City. So this one, we do know who runs this. This is the Archduke Despater, which is mm. sort of what this is named after. And yes, very industrial. There's a, a smoke and intense heat. Um, mm this idea that there is an iron tower in the center of this place it's almost and it's all again grimy and dirty so yeah going back to that, what i was thinking about sort of that metaphor of like climate change stuff like that, yeah absolutely this would be like the horrid things if the place burns like if you this if you're just not... makes me think of um like mordor mm -hmm. or like yes. or like uh, sauron's uh tower i forgot the name of the tower i'm for sorry oh mm. no hand in your geek card mm, instantly <laughs> oh i could get it if i wanted to put my mind to it but anyway it just reminds me of those sorts of like big black towers big pits of fire making things yeah and, yeah. Yeah. Imagine yeah. you could easily sort of, if you want, again thinking back to if you're doing research, look at coal mines, for example, anything like that. Like certainly in the '80s, there was so many, you know, people being put down in those really rickety things and just like getting the coal back up and stuff, and just the tightness of that. And yeah, but having on top this almost like 
what's it, retro futurism? Is that what it's called? Where it's sort of yeah. like, a, like a sprawling sort of metropolis, but it's just yeah, like horrible. Gotham. Like Gotham, absolutely. Yes, yeah. yes. Oh, Despater is Batman. Should have seen that coming. Yeah. <laughs> it's what happens when Batman finally becomes evil. He's actually Despater. They mm. think there is also a. a uh, adventure it mentions in this the fires of disc which is actually yes. quite, i remember being well received at the time so it's mm. kind of an interesting if you want to then use something you go to avernus and you feel like hey i want to keep going down there's another one that deals with this yeah this i think yeah that. That, i think that was yeah this and that. Oh, that was the first rejected name for that module. yeah exactly but yeah yeah that, i guess yeah the I think modron it, game version i don't know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but i think yeah i think it's it's an interesting one to do because again you just I guess because it's a different kind of urban adventure just yeah. set in this horrible place. I, I I did see that it was yeah it was very well. Seen. I think it got like a nine out of ten on some reviews. Yeah. Stuff. So yeah, we would recommend. I also like the the saying it has in the middle of it, which is ah ah ah, a petitioner in the Iron City of Dis. Like all the other <laughs> ones probably have like little quotes, don't they? And that one's just like ah. <laughs> it's just like okay, I get the point. Um, I also like this little thing that really got me mm. is that they are on got a secret plan to create a life-size they're building a life-size working model of sigil in this which is a huge city yeah. nonetheless and a it's inverted donut torus thing like which is a weird shape in itself just so they can understand all the locks that lady of pain used to control her yeah. city which i think is really how cool, cool is that like imagine that you arrive and yet yeah, for whatever reason you get shown flowing, in the foreman yeah and then and then they just you just open out onto like what i imagine it to be like if you've ever been to the, the wizarding world of harry potter up, up from london they had that yeah. huge sort of mini of the hogwarts castle that's yeah. what i imagine it to be like except it's working size <laughs> it's yeah no size. <laughs> i kind of like the idea that then you'd walk around it and it would be just like um Ooh. like stone Co uh, con like inverted like casts of all the buildings so it's like Ooh. a completely dead city and then making that like a like what inhabits that and how like i don't know i think that could be kind of just like the shadowfell has like shadowfellian versions of all the world cities i think oh. i kind of like that sort of sense that it would just have shadows flowing around it and like evil devils like <laughs> in the corner and just like you're trying to go what okay how about this if you're if your players are trying to get back to sigil for whatever reason but took the wrong course or whatever and then they yeah. they turn up in yeah. this working model and they're like nothing's right the doors open and there's there's nothing behind the doors yeah <laughs> and then you just like oh no <laughs> we're in hell <laughs> yeah, exactly i quite like it i, I don't know the same i think there could be a really cool little adventure story with that it's kind of <coughs> excuse me yeah i can definitely see like a chase happening yeah. and you're trying to get through things and it's not the same as like he's like yeah. oh yeah i yeah I, I think definitely if you were if you started in, in sigil and you wanted to like or, or plan to go there something like that, i just think that would be such a a mind fuck for your players or that. like or the other one would be like maybe your players are up to no good in sigil and want to find out about it and some they hear the mm. chant that you know that there's a there's a model of it and they want to they want to go in places they wouldn't be able to get into but they think oh well we could go in here and map out like the plans of the harmonium jail prison do you know what i mean mm -hmm. so they then go to the hells to the harmonium fake version map it all out but then they have a little deal with it. They have to deal and do some, you know, get all caught up in the hells. I just love the idea that they open the door. To then find out. I just love the idea that they open the door and then despite us, they're like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, <laughs> yeah, oh no, exactly. run! 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, look. <laughs> Maybe it would have been easier to have just broken in. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. All right, going That's on cool. to the third level. Yeah. Minorus. This, oh. yeah, no, the stinking mire, essentially, this idea of acid rain coming down from a leaden sky like burning tears, followed then by sleet, followed then by uh, <laughs> hail. It's basically Britain. <laughs> it's basically Britain, except with acid rain. Um, there was we a, do have acid rain in this country. We do, we do. Um, yeah, so well, I, there was thank you, thank you, climate change. <laughs> <laughs> well, I quite like those. No problem. <laughs> Yo, we, like, thumbs we up. need to get Captain Pollution flying across the screen right now. To say that. <laughs> so there was, um, there was a really cool description about this oily residue that sort of came down from the rain and from the sleet and stuff mm. that covered everything. That wasn't necessarily acid-like, but just like, that idea that it was just grimy and mucky and it, mm. nothing can get rid of it unless you leave this actual layer, which I yeah. thought was really good. And the hail itself flays skin, so you can't be stood out in it for too long, because yeah. um, then you'll just be ripped apart by it, which... You I mean, know we... what it just made me think of is, like, have you, like, ever battered anything? And you've got batter on your hands, you know, oh, when right. you like, when you batter, ba not battering, so like when you battered fish or something, like food batter, not battery. <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry, <laughs> clarify. Have you ever battered anything? No, as in you, when you get like the egg whites and the flour yes. and mm. the and 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 you've just like that feeling on your hands. You're like, oh, I just want to get it off. It's those horrible things. Yes. But imagine that feeling all the time oh, on the oh, whole oh. of your skin would just be the most yeah. awful thing. Horrible. That's what it made me think of. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I definitely think of that as well. And to go along with that, it talks about this idea. Cause like it's it's called, known as the stinking mire as well. So, But it talks about it. Imagine a desert-sized bog, essentially. Like mm. It just goes for miles and miles and miles. And the main city that's on this layer is slowly sinking into the marsh. Uh, mm. so, and I just was like, oh, that's... And they're trying, and they're trying desperately to, like, uproot it. Try, you know, there's a whole yeah. sort of story about the that. Chains. The chains, yes. So let's talk about the chains. So there's this city called the Jangling Hilter, um, which is just a, simply a city just built of chains. And, mm. I, again, it's bonkers to even, like, consider that, but just the mm. idea that the holes between the chains still allow it to, like... Um, for water to get through and stuff. So to protect mm. yourselves from it, you just go stand under a big... Like <laughs> concentration of chains and hopefully mm. not get hit anything, but then the idea that they can be coated in slime and rust and yeah, um, there's just something algae. about mm. I have I, like my nails on a chalkboard is like metal, Ooh, like when you get two forks stuck together, it just like oh. I can't stand it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like if you get two that and you do that, this makes me like when you mix that with like bogs and stuff and chains and rust, it just Ooh. like cringes me. Like this is like not my leg. I'm telling you that. Wow. It's like the one I'd be like, let's get through this one quick. <laughs> Interesting. I hadn't even considered that. Like, I, I definitely wouldn't like it because in the idea that the chain stuff, I can imagine it being a bit hard to mm. move around. It's difficult, difficult terrain. Hard to grip. It's that them. sense of metal grinding on metal mm. in all, in, uh, and it just makes me. Oh, sorry. It's just like yeah, okay. oh, two blades getting caught. It's like the worst thing. Ooh, like, yeah. No, no, I yeah. can see that. See, I'd be awful with like fighting with sword because like if the blades like got clang, you're like, oh, no, stop. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know why. I don't know why that's the thing that's like when I was in trouble, but it is. No, yeah. I, I, that makes sense. Um, with this particular city as well, the Jangling Hilter, 
or hits her, sorry. Um, there, there's like four quarters it talks about, mm. but you're only really supposed to be in one quarter, like the much more anything others. Well, then the horrors might get you. And that's the thing, it's not monsters or, or devils or anything like that, it's horrors. So instantly to me, there's like, there's something more about the city mm. and about this the stinking bio. It feels like if you've ever read any uh, Stephen King and like the one that always, yeah. I always comes to is like The Girl Who Loved Tom Gordon, which is a completely random book, I will say. I've actually read that but one. It's, it's yeah the the girl gets lost in sort of the out not the outback in the uh in the big sort of uh forests of america and she just it's she just it's just crazy how like she just goes to, you know obviously it's lost for days and the only company she has is her baseball game on her radio <laughs> anyway it's a great story uh but okay. I, I i i recommend it it's, it's a very interesting one from that but yes all right but I know what you mean. It's that sense of that sort of otherworldly horror, isn't it? That's I think, sort of, yeah, just, I, I, yeah, and and it leaves it to you to define how that would be for your players. I well. think so too. I think it would be a very interesting one. It does talk about rumors of like this almost like hive-like city of mosquito-like insects as well, which we've talked about in a previous one. I think it was Arcadia that had like some sort of spider-like city as well. So again, again that... yes, they had the yeah. I forgot oh, the name of ants the... even. Sorry, I can't remember. They right. were ants. Yeah, yeah, I, and my abyss layer that I made. For my players was mosquitoes and like swampy so like a swamp layer yeah so I, I, um, but again you don't necessarily think of a, like a layer of hell being about mm. like swamps or something like that and again that's no. like oh, like acid rain or anything like that so i think that what i quite yeah. like about all these descriptions is that it's unexpected per se and the reason yeah. I say that is, as we go on to the fourth layer, <laughs> that is yeah. exactly what everyone thinks of when we get exactly. to hell. Yeah, it's the it's the easy one, isn't it? It is, it is the it's a phlegethos. Phlegethos. I think it must have some relation to phlegeston. Yes, from Spelljammer. It's all about fire here. Mm. It, it's the you know it's volcanoes, rivers of fire. People are dropped into lava and magna magma. Mm. It's hot enough and painful enough that being here is like being on the elemental plane of fire, basically. So yeah. it is just. <laughs> there's a there's a cool little flavor thing whereby if you are not authorized to be here for whatever reason, flames sort of turn towards you and start licking up against you and sort of thing. So again, whilst the further down you go, you don't necessarily get attacked by more because you're sort of mm. earning the respect of the devils per se. The whole environment is still against you. This sort of rudimentary intelligence is like you're not supposed to be here. <laughs> Flames, flames, flames. Yeah, exactly. And they sort of just, yeah, they sort of <laughs> accosting you with flames. Like, fuck off, of, fuck off, fuck off. Yeah. It's not like in like Arcadia where you've got just some people going like, who are you? What are you doing here? It's just flames. <laughs> like, it's, it's kind of a different experience, isn't it? Yeah, and the, the thing I wanted to talk about in this particular plane, so again, it doesn't really talk about who the Lord is of this one, but it's interesting. In 5th edition, there's actually mm. two people who are, mm. I think it's this one. Let me just double check. Yes, in, in this one, there's in the fifth edition, there are two devils yes. that run it. So we've and they talk about it. Uh, Archduke, but I'm gonna say their name wrong now. Belial and oh, Belial, yeah, Belial, Belial, yeah. And then the Archduke uh, Ferne, Ferne, Fierna. See, this is why this is why you always need two people to do this podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, but it's interesting because we've talked about them before on DM's book club, where what their relationship is, and in this particular one, I think in the DM's guide, it talks about them being a father and daughter. But you could have them as lovers, as mm. as uh, mother and son, and all that sort of thing, because it doesn't mm. really matter about their relationship. They just have to work together on this. So I I, I think it's not it's that I found was interesting. That the idea you didn't have just one devil ruling everything, you have two who have to work together, which I thought was really interesting. But yes, they don't have that in uh, this in the Planescape one. I think it's something they've developed later on. 
Yeah, I think it's quite interesting the the wiki, the the sort of lore behind that whole relationship, which you've talked about in more detail on your show, but the fact that actually Fiona is the leader whilst Belial was demoted mm. and takes only the mantle of leadership. And actually there there's that's an interesting thing to play off. Mm. The fact that one is really just the face and the other one is the true leader. Exactly, yeah. And yeah, I don't know. There's there's something that you could really just start getting it, into as a as a conflict. Yeah, because what, what, what's interesting is that they both do know that need the other person in order for mm. this this layer to work. So yeah, yeah, I just thought that was really interesting. But again, it's it's not necessary. It's not in the Planescape one, so we'll have to leave that aside for the moment. There's oh just, yeah, but it's worth to, checking out. It's I worth, think yeah. We're oh, we're sort of yeah. It's, we're giving planar advice. It's fine. We're giving planar advice. I mean, still, don't go here. <laughs> yeah, just don't go don't here. Go but here. if you want to, if you want to, which I know you do. Oh, I don't know if you do. <laughs> Not at this point. All right, going further down still to, the, to yeah. layer five. So this is where Ooh. the the river sticks comes in properly this mm. time. Um, it's a great frozen sea, essentially. Uh, mm. uh, I, oh, I'm gonna get this wrong again. State Stega? No. Stigia. 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 I think it's kind of sticks. Stig so Stigia is how I've gone. That's how yeah. I've taken it. But I might be wrong. No, I think uh, you, you're right. So Stigia. So yes, yeah, so this great frozen sea. And it talks about it as a place of crushing ice flows and mammoth icebergs. So I'm mm. thinking like, you know, before you get to sort of like the Arctic. Ice Age. Yeah, the Ice Age, essentially. Like, you, you're going to have that little, uh, little animal squirrel thing. <laughs> Running around, <laughs> the little scratch. There's the squirrel. Yeah, from, from ice age, yeah, exactly. That's what I imagine. Um, uh, but it's I, also got icy swamps. Yes, uh, this idea that there's—it's almost like um, I, I. This is a really weird flex, but I recently had a friend who went to the Arctic Circle, um, and she brought as back, you do, as you do, and she did videos of as they sort of went around, and obviously the further they went, the ice actually got slushier. Because it was so yeah. in such great quantity, so that's what I imagine here with the sort of swells and, and like stuff. Slushy, yeah, slushy yeah. bogs of like mm, exactly, weird. yeah, cool. weird, very cool, very weird, very dangerous. So this because this idea yeah. that it's not frozen through solid ice, you could fall through it, which it talks about in great detail. That yeah, if you fall into it, as it is the river Styx, you will suffer memory loss. Now because we've talked about this sort of memory loss stuff back before, how it happened in Pandemonium where it sort of starts from as it makes its way through all the sort of the lower plains, here in this particular layer, if you make the save, that's great. Um, you lose, you still lose your memory of the last year rather than yeah, the last it's day. It's not just the day, it's like, and it's a whole life gone as well if you fail. It's a whole, and, yeah, it's a whole life gone, and then you have to make another save after that yeah. to, to remember, not be paralyzed, to not be paralyzed, and not and to be able to speak. Oh yeah, be able to move, yeah. Be able to move and to be able to speak, and that's like, yeah. oh my god, <laughs> like yeah. basically, do not go swimming in the lower hells. Yeah. Like no, it, don't get your swimming trunks out. It's just not but worth then, it. Yeah, but then Fiona, you'll go, hey. I'll just fly over this one. That'll be easy, right? <laughs> and then, and then the gods said, "No, no." <laughs> Constant lightning. Again, don't go here. <laughs> Constant lightning wipes the sky clean, which I love. The idea is like, yeah. oh no, what's that going? <laughs> I just thought of it as etch a sketch. <laughs> Do you know what oh, I mean? Oh, I love that idea. <laughs> That's yeah. kind of how I saw it. It's like yes. you're drawing, you're flying across. 
No, you don't. <laughs> I love that idea. I'd never heard that. of a maneuverability class lower than B, which is a new thing for mm. me that's really probably something that hasn't even jogged a 2E memory, but that's mm. interesting. But yeah. you have a 50% chance of being struck by lightning every turn you're in the sky. So I'm just going to basically say, unless you've got a fly speed of... I'm going to say fly speed of 30, you're going to get hit every third. If you've got a fly speed of 60, maybe you get hit every four times or something like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But, and you take 5d6 points of damage. I just, oh, it's just, <laughs> it's just, mm. it's not a fun time, essentially. It's just not a fun time. Um, I do love the idea of icebergs with castles built on it. Do you yes, know what I mean? Absolutely. I think Tantalin sounds mm. cool. The city of ice, absolutely. Mm. And there, again, it sort of talks about a little bit of like some realms that are above and below the sea. So this idea that there is um, mm. uh, the realm of Set, this idea of a midnight desert, which is like um, a desert in the middle of an icy tundra, essentially, but it's actually yeah. a very hot place. For me, I'd be like, no, make that. The deserts are freezing at nighttime. Well, I, yeah, I, I thought to myself, I'd actually make it an ice desert. Why not? Like, um... But deserts, they are for, notoriously that it's like they get to really cold. You can die of mm. hypothermia in a desert, I think, or something ridiculous like that. If you're in the, I don't know. But the fact that that's the whole, but yeah, it's a, uh, yeah, it's a weird thing, isn't it's it? It's a very but weird You just thing. suddenly randomly end up in some sand. What? You, you end up in some sand, and there's a black pyramid hovering quite like, almost ominously in the in the in yeah. the background. And then you have like an underwater realm, which is full of Sahagan, which yeah. are horrible, horrible creatures. But again. Why would you go down there? There's nothing for you there. Because, um, again, the river sticks will uh, sort of take you away. It just makes me think of street sharks every time I hear Sahagan. <laughs> street sharks, I love that. Um, but, the, the, again, one... That's what they're called, right? They're rollerblading sharks. They're called street sharks, right? I think. I think so. Yes, I'll, I'll it's say like yes. It's like a Mars, and there was the and there were street sharks that were on the back front. Oh, yes, I think, it, I think so. Yeah, I think it was street sharks. I think that's what they were called. But let's talk about... Go check out them. Go check out Street Sharks. <laughs> um, let's talk about Levistus, though, because I think this is yes. an interesting uh, one of the lords, essentially, who does appear in the 5th edition. This idea that this arch-devil uh, rules whilst encased and sort of frozen in ice. Um, and mm. it's interesting because here in the Planescape one, there's rumours of him of them, sorry, being able to, they're thinking already to getting take over another layer. Like that's a sort of power hungry thing. Again, if you're thinking of a, a game to play in the Nine Hells, again, anything with politics, anything with the, the Lord of Nine, that will really work well. In the fifth edition, Levistus has failed to do that. And as a result, uh, Asmodeus has gone, you're going to be, <laughs> you are encased in ice even further and you cannot get out. So this idea of an ice sort of prison, which contains mm. this arch, uh, Archdevil, and there but is. But he controls it through telepathic instruction. Yes. That's how he keeps the layer going. Absolutely. But one thing you learn when reading about the Nine Hells, uh, Lords of the Nine, and I think you mentioned it on your show, is that everyone keeps having a go at Amodius. Like, they just can't stop themselves. <laughs> and I think it's just something that goes all the way down the lane. You should have this in your mind when, if anyone's ever playing like Potato, but it is like, you keep reading going, why? He knows what the fuck is going on. Like, he, he seriously. They know he everything, like, yeah. Absolute, like, he is, like, all-knowing, pretty much. And they keep going, you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to have a go at that Asmodeus guy. Because <laughs> you know what happened it. to the last person? He got trapped in ice. Or the other one got turned into the most horrible slug monster and rules like us. <laughs> we're going to get to them. No, we're not even there yet. And it's just like, 
But they keep having a go. They keep doing it. I just, <laughs> they keep having a go. Mind. But, but again, I think that's it's interesting because, again, there's this, this attitude that, um, well, you know, these books, I think they can outwit demons, etc. And I, yeah. I think even demons... Uh, sorry. But books think can, they can outwit themselves. themselves. Yeah, I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true they at all. They just can't, though. But one thing I would like to say on Levistus, I think yeah. it's very interesting, yeah. is that, um, yeah. again, it's, it, is, it is from that previous show on DM's book, so apologies, you're going to have to go listen to it. But there's this talk about if you become like a, a petitioner or a, a worshipper or a, a disciple of Levistus, it's usually because you are so desperate, you will trap yourself and your only way out is through Levistus offering you one last chance, which I, I just think is amazing because that idea that they, they themselves are also trapped in a similar thing. So it's that sort of uh, game recognises game almost. It's like, yeah. like I just, I, I always find that very fascinating about that. So mm. I think that's the Vistas sort of tieflings, I think that is from my memory, but I could be completely wrong on that. But I just, yeah, I just thought that idea that anyone that worships or gets sort of a patronage of Levistus is because they have, they literally, they have nowhere else to go. Mm. And it's like last chance saloon. So I thought that was very, very cool. That's very cool. Oh, like this. The, the thing is, there's just there's been so much law put into this one because, again, for the same reasons, everyone wants to go there. But I think sometimes you just like you you just got to admire the writers for just coming up with some really really great things mm. <laughs> like that. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. And this is full of it, really. This one's really full of like all your great treachery and deceivery and like how people like be, be, you know it is all here for everyone to. So the next layer then? Yes, Malbolge. Malbolge. Malbolge or Malbolge. I mean, <laughs> the crushing I've got down here. So this idea, yeah. again, it feels a bit like um, uh, Arcadia in the way. This idea mm. that uh, the things are on a tilt, uh, like uh, almost mm. like at times very subtle, sometimes really, really extreme, underneath like a boiling, steaming sky. And the mm. biggest danger here is falling. <laughs> <laughs> which I love. Mm. Uh, it's a constant danger, but also there is the, the idea of avalanches happening here, there, and everywhere. Um, yeah. As a result, there's not many cities. <laughs> no, there's not. There's just like boulders to jump from. To, it's like rock climbing all the time. Which it, we'll get on to Gehenna. There's something very similar to that. It mm. kind of reminded me a bit of that. And um, but yeah, no, it's definitely sometimes when boulders down silver time. They form dark channels and passageways that are safe to travel through. Of course, there's no telling when they're going to start moving in, so it's best to hurry through them <laughs> before you being crushed. And it's like, it's like, yeah, so really your best bet is to have a go in a tunnel that might collapse on you or mm. something like that. It's like, yeah, yeah it's not a great place. No, um, and it's, every so often there's like a crumbling fortress here, there and everywhere. And it's talked mm. about this, this particular Lord of Nine, whoever that may be, and this one uh, goes from fortress to fortress, which I like the idea of you're like, you're here and then you look and you're like, oh, my lord, oh, I, I didn't know you. We weren't expecting you. <laughs> like, what has happened here? Where is not? Where's the red carpet? Where's you yeah. know? <laughs> all that sort of thing? So I thought that was quite cool. <laughs> Just whilst it's like being a hit by a massive bomb, yeah. boom. And the, the, the yeah, the tilting is even more extreme, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. And they're all copper clad, which I thought was kind of cool. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Something very... kind of smart about these little copper objects sort of mm. floating around amongst all this kind of chaos. Yeah. No, of... yeah, I guess it was a very interesting... I guess because it's an idea... Again, I, I'm seeing lots of reds and sort of dark tones mm. in here, so that idea of copper having it very shiny, perhaps. Yeah. Very hot. And I just like the idea of, as well, the some say cities lie underneath mm. the ground, mm. uh, along with ancient monsters that predate even the Batezu, uh, which I think would be kind of like, that could be a fun sort of like, mm. 
that's where you're going to find the dinosaurs <laughs> or something like that. That's when you go down dinosaurs. there and it's like... <laughs> You start playing that music, but but discordant though, like yeah, and you find like a completely crushed Jurassic Park, and you've got this. Well, welcome to Marble. No expense spared. Well, if I oh god, Jurassic Park and hell, I didn't think we'd be coming up with that uh, plot line tonight. Well, you know, <laughs> why not? Why not, indeed? All right, let's go on to the seventh layer then. So, yeah. Maladomi. Uh, oh, I've said that wrong. Maladomini. Maladomini. Uh, of the ruins. <laughs> Again, every time I say it, I say it with conviction, I I, but I don't yeah, believe you myself. Get, you, I, I definitely struggle halfway through. Maladomini. I think it's Maladomini. I think it is. Melodomini. Okay, I think fine. so. But yes, it's of the ruin. So this is coming back to that sort of, um, again, sort of kind of missed it on that last one, but this idea, obviously, dystopian, the world is going to, to, to hell, essentially. Mm. Here, this ruin stuff, like, it's already gone. This idea that there's this... Um, here's what I thought of it. I imagined this whole layer to be, like, essentially um, a dump. Uh, a trash thing. You've seen those images yeah. on the on the news of uh, tractors yeah. moving. Trash island. Trash island. I saw this place yeah. as almost like trash island with huge birds and stuff like that because it's it's just a place of ruin. There's hard yes. labour under a blood black sky, um, and yeah. it's constantly remaking cities. So this idea that there's just trash and rubble and stuff everywhere, but there is like here is a city, but it's not good enough. Tear it down. Put some. You yeah. know, or leaving certain things going. Don't do that again. So this I get, endless toil mm. is kind of like kind of it's kind of yeah freaky in some ways and that sort of as you said that sort of people constantly building the city and then like it's like a madness into it which is kind of chaotic in some ways but there's obviously an order to the fact that they're just building and destroying building and destroying constantly mm -hmm. but it's yeah but it, I guess this idea of perfection and because the lord themselves mm. is trying to look for like make the perfect city but with only what they've got and this idea yeah. like it's never going to be good enough and i just it's interesting again because we you know you think back to buildings uh in cities now that you know you have all the very beautiful classic sort of buildings and then you have some really terrible ones that were put up in the 70s and 80s and and then they're still there but <clears throat> but in ruins and stuff like that and it's just again it's just obviously each decade has well, its own it's even worse i mean i'm like doing updates to buildings that were only built like 10 years ago <laughs> you know it's like we're revamping them from 10 it's like they're only 10 years old we're already going to spend another 10 million on them well that's it's, no but it you yeah you get that as an architect yourself right yeah. so exactly but i think can I just say what it also made me think of? Yeah. Which is, it? I thought that everyone in this looks like they're out of the uh, out of the Queen um, uh, Queen uh, Clay. What's the qu play by Ben Elton? What's it called? We will rock you. Is it the the, oh, the Queen yeah. like rock opera? Yeah, we will rock you. <laughs> we will rock you. You know how the people dress in that when they're all dressed like in trash. <laughs> you know. What I mean? Yeah, because it's supposed to be like set in the future and it's and, yeah, set, yeah, they're all underground wearing oh, and they're all God. wearing trash. And I just imagine those people. That's what I came had. To you mind. know, I had not considered that. That is brilliant. Yes. So every, you go to this, this and layer. you can imagine people doing stomp like music. Dum dum ch. Dum dum ch. Oh, see, so for me, I for me, it's the uh, the the Matrix. And going to the that the final oh yeah the wasteland yeah I yeah, what it's yeah. called yeah yeah that idea as well but um oh, I love that. I love that idea that oh no we're here in the ruins oh no they're singing <laughs> <laughs> oh no it's stomp it's ours oh, stomp, stomp. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> endless. You have the, to watch Stomp tr- over and the over true, again. The true hell, the true horror. <laughs> Stomp and beatboxing. <laughs> I mean, we say that as, as not very talented musicians ourselves. So, excuse me. <laughs> Are you in Stomp? <laughs> I could be. I could. I definitely could be. I'm sure. Look. Oh, done. I've been in You've Stomp. You've done it. Like, well that's done. That's what I need to do. Right? <laughs> it's not that impressive. Oh, I swept to a beat. Okay, well done. <laughs> Get a gold scot. Anyway, continue. The, fin- yeah, the final thing I was going to say, um, on this particular layer, le- <laughs> um, there is the ultimate town of politics, which I thought was amazing. This idea yeah. you go all the way to hell to learn how to do <coughs> politics. And there's a, like a political school. We're not all that surprised, though, are we? No, we're not all no, we're not also, we're like, oh, of course it makes sense. But this idea of uh, like a city of diplomacy, which is also a training gap, gra- a training ground for betrayal and treason, which I thought was mm-hmm. really cool. Again, it's all politics. Not surprised, not surprised. But yeah, again, if you, I guess, if you needed to, as a players, if you wanted to go and find somebody's weakness, like oh, the mm. this particular new mass lord of Waterdeep, they're acting a bit funny. We're going to challenge them for playing it's quick. Let's go get, uh, let's go brush up <laughs> on our skills. Let's go all the way down to the to the seventh yeah. layer. Why not? But again, I like that idea that it's the art of the deal. Maybe some wheeler dealers, maybe some, I don't know. I feel like yeah. you either go, if you want to go and beat them at law, you go to the, you go to Vicarnas and yeah. go and find the legal strategy. Mm. Or if you want to do it the sort of lobbying way and, yes. the, and the corrupt yes. way, you go here. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, okay, the final layer, <coughs> the final, uh, sorry, not the final layer. No, penultimate. Penultimate layer, yes. Cana, uh, uh, right, the- Cana. Kenya, even yes. So the, this, yeah. um, you know, it was a bit chilly before uh, with the with the, <laughs> sort of the sort of frozen sea. We're now going for pure ice, <laughs> the plain yeah. of ice, essentially much colder. Think now, avalanches happening, mm. um, things that are frozen in the ice, which again similar yeah, to that glaciers thing. and and like I feel oh. like shards. It feels like shards. Sharp. Sharday, not sharday, but singer, but shards. <laughs> Shardy. Shardy, yes. Um, but yeah, the these the, the, the line, throwaway line at the end, like, there were things frozen in the ice, and when people went to dig them out, they came back completely changed and horrified and wouldn't speak of what they saw, which again, I'm like, oh, that's you. You've got your alien stuff there. Oh, you've got your Jurassic Park. Ah! Jurassic Park and ice. <laughs> oh. No, but I like the idea. There's a lot of this in in uh, battle and I think there's there's other oh, I haven't seen now I don't know there's a few other places where they've mentioned like I think in Makarnas they mentioned things before mm. the planes occurred mm. and then I think isn't I think it is in Makarnas they were saying that there was something about it having beings and and other places talk about beings of pre Batezu and pre Tanari and pre the mm. uh, Modrons, mm. like who existed in these lands. Mm-hmm. And it just makes you wonder about, like, there's definitely some sort of story to be told there. Like, what is. Like, oh, well, we could get into this at a later date, but why aren't there planes <laughs> and how have they turned into, like, yeah. why is it. It's kind of as if, like, what was before? the world was like a yeah. soup and then someone created the <laughs> someone mm. created the game of D&D in rea- as like a law for the for the reality and that created the planes mm. it's kind of i don't know there's something to it but they always keep mentioning these like in the other layer there's things from before 
Mm. Underneath the sea and stuff, and so you can. I like, yeah, no, I like that. That's the idea, like something that is beyond the stars, beyond like anything, mm. and it's something that's unimaginable. I mean, like that's what sort of Cthulhu comes into that sort of thing. And yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah, yeah so you can, again, you can make some cosmic horror there, perhaps. Uh, again, anything in, yeah, all all the way down from the, the sort of penultimate layer of hell that's slowly making its way back up through the hells to the point where yeah. the other devils are like. We're getting out of here. <laughs> mm. Maybe if you go go back to that that uh, like Avernus, the, the the garden site, maybe that is something as well that's been influenced in some way. And, and yeah, yeah, there's something from beyond is always interesting. If you want to go really really deep into that sort of lore, exactly. Yeah, we did. I we did miss out talking about uh, uh, Balzabal, the slug archduke of the last layer. Yes, but. Well, I don't know. We need to talk to him. Well, we don't need to talk about it. Maybe. He, well, know. he's not in. Um, he's not in. He's not mentioned in Planescape. That's no, he's not. He's in... But it makes sense with the whole wanting to perfect beauty because that was the whole reason for him, and that's why he got turned into a slug because of his vanity. Yeah. That was all. But yeah. Mephistopheles also had a go at. Have a go. Keeps having a go at. Getting Asmodeus as yes, well, doesn't it? Yes, <laughs> keep but, doing it. but again, yeah. So Mephistopheles is supposed to be the uh, the uh, I'm losing my words tonight. Uh, the arch devil of the final, uh, the penultimate layer, but it's not in the Planescape one. It's somebody else mm. called. <laughs> I'm going to get this wrong. Baron Mollycroft. <laughs> yeah. What I mean, what a great name. Nothing on this person whatsoever. Well, it says Mephistopheles once engineers his own coup, replacing himself with Baron Mollycroft. However, Mollycroft was just an alias of Mephistopheles, that, and as oh. that duplicity has now ended, as well as the lives of Mollycroft's co-conspirators. Oh, I completely missed that. That's such a cool story as well, this idea that you are part of almost like yeah, helping this uprising and then you realise oh no we're on the wrong side the person with, yeah exactly no, then that you just to get rid of the people that want to get rid of you you pretend play the usurper uh, I like that though that's kind of fun that is quite fun I quite, yeah again if you really want to do more politics and stuff like that that's not necessarily or we want to do lots of fighting and stuff like that then yeah anything in the Nine Hells would be quite cool on that front but then finally we get to the bottom of, of this inverted mountain and we come mm. to Nessus Basically, this sort of, uh, it's just dark. <laughs> yeah. um, don't bother. That's what many people no. say. Um, it's just, I like, there's bits of description talk about it, like it's almost crisscrossed with trenches and rifts, mm. and it talks about them as almost like gashes on the surface. So really visual, really visceral, I can imagine. And then sort of in the centre is a uh, citadel of battle, the citadel, sorry, of Ma Malshim. Is mm. where it again I believe and correct me if I'm wrong on this Hamilton it's like the meeting place of the Dark Eight those, over That's right. those overseers of the Blood War and they come and they have their you know, you know this is the war room uh, sort of like chats and stuff and then and then they go back to their various different planes as well but this idea that yeah. that you just go and you're like you knock on the door and you go oh no <laughs> why have I come all the way down here because it's not easy yeah. to get here from that, that penultimate layer to get here, there's one. There's there's several ways to get in. I will say that like you could go in the River Styx, you could just find a random portal and stuff. But the one that's the sort of the official sort of entrance, it's sort of guarded by nine hundred and ninety nine uh, nine thousand sorry nine hundred ninety nine yeah, tough guards, and then once you beat all those, just a, a trivial task it says, and you then swim down a hundred a thousand and one fathoms, <laughs> and then you get that's to a, and then you get to a portal. You're like, 
no, there's just no point. To somewhere awful. Yeah, somewhere awful that you don't want to be a part of. <laughs> no, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's pretty amazing. I, I And I like, um, now if a body were to get themselves invited here, maybe as a part of a deal, he could learn all sorts of things. On, on the other hand, nobody's stupid enough to try to cut a deal with on those who control this layer. Are they? <laughs> sort of thing. Like, oh no. That's the like parting words. I love that. It's like, no one's stupid. Like, the final word of this book is, no one's stupid enough to do this. Are, Are they? they? <laughs> and then we're like, well, you're reading this, you stupid people. Yeah, you see, and obviously they are going to try it. You know, people, there's always going to be somebody that tries it. So, yeah, so those are the sort of the nine layers that we've gone into deep. Mm. Let's have a quick look at magical conditions. Um, yes. Because interestingly, on this particular uh, sort of uh, plane itself, the magical stuff, it's not compared to the previous planes we've talked about, there isn't too much that is different. Like, illusion magic works fine. It sort of says mm. that at the top, which I always think quite, is quite interesting. Yeah. Um, conjuration summoning ma uh, magic, it's a very r rigorous ritual and it requires yes. binding of stuff which can be quite tricky so you could summon something and then fail to bind it but then that creature mm. doesn't go because it's stuck with you and it's probably gonna be very very angry <laughs> that you've summoned it and it won't listen to you as a result so again having to be careful with like conjuring or yeah. summoning things to help you uh, yeah divination magic um is interesting because it's always like a grim tone to the results yeah. and the news because it's lawful it's probably true and yes or a hint of truth a hint of truth as well and i like uh, there's a little line that said news is presented in the worst possible light there was some kernel of truth there may be some kernel of truth to the result yeah. so i just like that idea that again maybe it's just me but i now have this image of when you're doing divination magic is that you have almost like spinning headlines like do, 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 and it's like catastrophe in a furnace blood war wages on yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, i do like that i do like that uh, um the yeah, necromancy mm -hmm. um Good necromancy is in healing. Doesn't work all the time. It's, have to save against it. The powers, Whilst... the powers aren't interested in beneficial magic, which yeah, I thought was brilliant. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but if you're doing bad stuff, you up a level. You up the damage. And uh, wild magic, like with all lawful planes, is completely diminished to the point that every layer on you minus one level of casting until, and then nothing over fourth level of magic could work on any of the once you belong beyond the fifth layer yeah uh and yeah, that, that's so. that's that's scary i think for wild mages and stuff like if you're relying on that sort of magic and yet you get weaker and weaker as you go down you're having to rely on yeah. like because that, that's you know how do you get ahead if it's not through yeah. magic it's just yeah i just think that's such a cool they just said they might as well not and then you can't even mm -hmm. um yeah they just said they might as well just, <laughs> might might, just not do it there's still don't bother yeah absolutely um and then the the thing with this spell keys, like all the and power keys, but I think the thing with these, unlike the others, they're not as as defined. It's very much like there's so many of them. Yes. And then they're even to a point that when you get to, and there is more for every layer you go down. So there's, uh, on Avernus, any spell can be cast with a simple key, whilst each layer requires progressively more keys. So you need three keys to do one spell on this, nine for the third, 27, 81. Until you get to like the ninth layer where it's going to be ridiculous. I can't figure out what the number is. Nine it's, times, it's, nine it's times, nine it's exclamation, way nine times too many. Nine or whatever. 
and you're just like no one cast spells there because there's no point there's absolutely no point so what i thought was interesting you talked about this power keys and they said like you need to make sure that they're the real yes. deal because uh, yeah. there's lots of fakes going around and it can only be ever so slight in the design and people with keen eyes can see that. So again, this idea yeah. that you can go into a market and they're like, hey, you, hey, I've got exactly what you need. You're looking for power keys and they open up like the big trench yeah. coat and they're all there and they're all completely fake. Um, we've all been to Paris. We've all been to the, to, to the Eiffel Tower and there are people around there trying to sell you little Eiffel Towers and you're like, yeah. none of those are real. <laughs> um, the final thing I wanted to say on the... <laughs> well, clearly not because they're only this big and the Eiffel Tower is really big. <laughs> like, I want that one behind you. <laughs> um, to finally finish off the, uh, the magical commission, so elementals. I thought this was yeah. quite interesting. Mm. So you can summon elemental or do elemental magic, but yeah. it'll be different intensities depending on the layer. So obviously, yeah. if you're summoning a fire elemental to a layer that's predominantly cold and wet, they're not going to be as effective and no. vice versa. And I just thought, oh yeah, that makes total sense. But yeah, I just guess is that something if you rely on a particular elemental type for your spells and stuff like that, or like for conjuring, that sort of thing, you might need to like consider it a little bit uh, as a player. Like, oh no, all I ever do is fire spells. All I ever do is conjure uh, water elementals, etc. Yeah. No, that, yeah, and I think the the fact that it, it says, and it's quite nice, and I think this ha should happen more sometimes, because sometimes they overwrite it, which is just saying, Dungeon Master can judge the circumstances for each spell, because there's already enough in this book. If they then started going, like the listing the obvious, it would have got a bit boring. But I think there's a, like the one where they do the lightning all the time every you'd be like yeah if you cast a lightning elemental that's gonna definitely be much more powerful on that plane isn't it as well you can just don't need to they don't need to rewrite it but some of the books they have done that sort of like we're gonna like spread this butter very thickly on mm -hmm. everything so mm -hmm. i was quite happy with that one yeah um, the, the final sort of thing I guess we should talk about a little bit um, is the population. We've kind we of mentioned mm. it throughout this idea of the, and I, I you know, mm. you've said it so many times, I still say it wrong. Is it the, the bar? Batezu. Batezu. So those are sort of the, that's sort of the, the planescape word for uh, devils. And then we've got the, and then we've got the Tanari, who are mm. the demons, essentially. So the, Batezu, they, we've sort of talked about them before, they are the largest part of the Nine Hells. You know, they are, they're sort of more intellectual evils and they, they work on sort of pride, greed and power. That's where they yep. sort of manipulate from. There's a strict hierarchy, but the ranks of it aren't as clear cut. But they are, like you, like you sort of mentioned much, much earlier, this idea that they are willing to wait until their moment comes and then they will strike. And this idea of making yeah. deals and twisting words. Ultimately, when you're making a deal, should you, for whatever reason, try to make a deal with these creatures, I think it's interesting because there's a little bit of a passageway about how to get in to the Nine Hells, but then how to get out. And normally, if you're trying to get out, you probably make a deal because you, like, you're trying to get out quickly. The things to remember are that these creatures will have their best interest at their heart, so that always assume that there is some hidden bargain in the words, mm. even if it's not been explicitly said. Maybe. Well, even if it's written on the paper in a language that's dead and it just looks like symbols, and actually it turns out that that is where you've given up everything to them. Yeah, you're like, oh, God, didn't read the fine print, should have read the terms yeah. and conditions of that, of Apple Music. Ah. Um, have your exits covered and just be, again, basically just saying no deal is ever that simple or straightforward, which I think is, again, like you sort of mentioned before, this idea of when we talked about the Feywild in, in other episodes and stuff, that as a DM, having to really pick your words carefully, and the same for, for uh, devils as well, this idea that having to think about it a little bit more, just be like, not, cause not necessarily because you want to catch your players out, it just makes for an interesting story to like, oh, you've asked mm. for this. 
I can give you that, not a problem. Hey, let's just make a deal about it. And then you can go back and listen to it. I said, oh, well, you said this seven sessions ago. I've come now to pay my 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 due. And you're like, right, right now? We're like, yep. Um, I think my favorite one of the Feywild thing, which I think could work really well here, is like, can I have a moment of your time? Uh, and the idea that you take that moment whenever it suits the, uh, the, the contractor. So you could take a moment like from from the, for someone in the middle of a battle. Say, I'm gonna take a moment of your time and that time is a minute. You're out of that battle for a minute, which is a long time <laughs> to do. Or it could even be like, I'm gonna kind of take a moment of your time. It'd be the time when they could take something from your past yes. and remove it from your past. So it could be like, um, you know, the moment that you chose to like go on this adventure yep. and they take that moment away from you. Therefore, you no longer on the adventure and you disappear back as if you had never made that choice. Exactly. Exactly. And it could be completely like, yeah. Ooh. I did. I tried to do that when I took the place to the Feywild and they said, could I borrow your friend for a moment? And they were like... And they caught me because I was like, <laughs> they're going to come on because I wasn't like, can I borrow your friend? And like, just to have a look because I was like, can I have a look, you know, like take a look at them? But I just said, can I borrow your friend? And they were like, no. Maybe not. <laughs> and <she's> like, no. <laughs> I was like, damn, I wanted you to let me borrow oh. them. Because it's like, once you've said it, then mm. anyway. What I think is interesting about uh, the Potezu in um, uh, in this in the Nine Hells is that they're very proud of their ability to withstand the suffering, what whatever their layer that they're on inflicts on them, mm. because it, they believe it makes them stronger. And this idea that they wear hardship like a badge, uh, and this attitude that they have to other people, like this sort of sneers down of like, oh, you're so weak and stuff like that, feels very much like toxic masculinity at times so maybe like that i would try and play that as a, as a dm perhaps i don't know maybe i'll be very very silly but i just this idea that they like it's a, it's something to like i love being tortured it's great i i feel stronger yeah. as a result of it i don't know i i think it's it's just something bonkers about it no i like i like that theory that's good I, um i think the only other thing to mention on them is as they go up in level they gain like uh, like station there's sort of three stations of 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 them and then they become less sort of like um uh they get more intelligent less not i think chaos is the right word because it kind of instills ordered perhaps them, but they're less um impulsive yes uh as they get and they're less likely to make mistakes and to be much more considered so the lower ones are more likely to to be something that you could maybe get one over on and also you know mm. and there's also things that you can play like they get demoted as much as being promoted mm. so you can always there's always those to play against which is quite interesting um the thing the thing and, the final thing i just yeah. wanted to quickly sort of mention this sort of the bottom rung essentially of the obviously they talk about lemurs and larvae this mm. idea of like really low down almost like I, I see it as sluggy like worms. Sluggy as worms. We call them on, oh, that's what we used to call them on, <laughs> on Dragon's Jaws. They get turned into a sluggy, sluggy worm. worm. Yes, basically. this idea that the larvae are selfish, proud, and ambitious mortals in life uh, who did evil deeds and then now they're just turned into little worms waiting to be sold to either the devils or the demons to be promoted into lemures as well. And it's just like, uh, yeah, I like this idea that you are just shapeless forms of flesh a horrible likeness yeah, and no, as you exactly. as you get promoted up you gain that shape again you get remolded yeah. into something and it, oh horrible <laughs> oh. exactly and there's and i must admit there's lots in this that missed from other 
other books as well then that i think that made me mind of it's like soul coins aren't mentioned in this no which is kind of the interesting things and like the food mm. on battle is generally soul based <laughs> foods and so there's a lot of things that in 5e and other places where you can get a lot more um there's a lot there's a lot more to it which is quite a surprise because they've gone very deep into the things that we actually talk about on the show which is like politics people and geography mm -hmm. but there is actually quite but they've talked about a bit more about more individual things on the other planes, but they didn't mm. go into as much as there is in other yeah. in other books. Yeah, I, th I think because yeah, I think coming into it as well, like I remembered when I looked when I opened the book, I was like, oh gosh, yes, there's nine of them, um, yeah. and they're all very different. And I think because again, I, I, we keep mentioning it, but the episode on arch devils we did. Uh, for the fifth it, for for the fifth edition, it was interesting because again, each of them had their own personalities, each of them all had their own politics against each other. And you'd think that maybe this their personalities and stuff would reflect on their layer a little bit more. Mm. And here it doesn't and it, I again I wonder if it comes back to the whole thing about, oh, we'll detail this in a later box set or a later book, or it's yeah. open to the DM per se. Whereas I think a lot of fifth edition, it's like, here, we've done all the hard work. You can change it if you want, yeah. but if you if you don't want to, it's all here. Like for example, we have done recently a episode on Under Mountain uh, that's coming out mm. very sh shortly, and in the in the previous campaign setting for the second edition, it, the first box set only talked about the first three levels. <laughs> Whereas uh, the module, the fifth edition module, details every single layer and what you can find on it, where it goes, all that sort of thing. Um, and it's fascinating to compare the two because obviously they were writing it at the time going, okay, it's a big uber mountain, uh, uber dungeon under a mountain. Uh, you can fill in the blanks. You, some of these rooms, they don't matter. Put them somewhere else, take them out, whatever. Whereas in, uh, in, uh, mad dungeon of the mad mage it was sort of like here are all the rooms on this level which go down to this level and then go and you can make them as detailed as you want but everything is completely mapped out so that's what i sort of see here is like i see the initial beginnings of the nine hells of battle and like how yeah. you know it it continues on from there because as we keep saying we shouldn't go visit it people are going to visit it because there's something about going to hell that people really really enjoy who knows why <laughs> You just want to see if they can try and win. <laughs> That's it. <sighs> so, well, that then is. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Ooh. Sorry. One Ooh. final thing. One final thing. Yeah. I know it's like I'm, I'm like being Columbo at this point. <laughs> from the from the bottom of hell, I'm like one final thing. The optional rule that you can get in oh, fifth edition. Yes. So this idea that evil pervades <laughs> the nine hells and the visitors feel this influence to the plane. So at the end of each long rest taken on this plane a visitor that isn't evil must make a dc wisdom saving throw so not particularly high um but on a fail save the creature's alignment changes instantly to awful uh, lawful evil this change becomes permanent if it doesn't leave the plane within 1d4 days um otherwise it reverts back to normal after one day spent on a different plane that's not the nine hells and casting the spell good and evil also restores its original alignment but i this my question is does if you if it becomes permanent and then you cast the spell, does it restore? So it feels like the spell good and evil doesn't necessarily. It feels like it's it's now a permanent thing. You know what I mean? Whereas yeah. whereas the spell good and evil is just an effect. I don't know. I think that's what it is. Mm. That's what I read that as. Is then if it's if it's hit the permanency, then you need to do more than just the yeah the spell. Yeah. But if yeah, that's what I that's how I take it. Yeah, I take that as well. I, I guess because for me, 
because I know it was a similar thing on Mount Celestia as well, but I think maybe there's something about evil that is so corrupting and it just goes through you that you just change as a person, that it, it doesn't take a... Because I think the spell good and evil is quite a low-level spell as well, compared to something like lesser, lesser or greater restoration. Yeah, exactly. It feels like it... Yeah. I, that's why I think it is, isn't it? You dispel no spell good. I am going to look it? it up now because I've I've made a massive. Because <laughs> there's 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 detect good and evil, which is very low. Mm-hmm. But dispel good and evil, I'm not sure. Dispel oh, here dispel evil and good. I said it wrong. Um, it's a oh, well, it's a level a fifth level spell. It's kind so, of high. That is quite a high that level. That is quite a high level. So maybe 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 I'm maybe. just maybe I'm just being sniffy at the name perhaps a dispel evil and good. No, I yeah. yeah, I said it wrong. It wasn't dispel good and evil. It's dispel evil and good. <laughs> oh no. Um, but <laughs> but yes. So I just I, I thought for myself I would make it so that if I was using this rule, I don't think it's a particularly. I, again, I'm not a big fan of changing alignments willy nilly per se. Um, I feel that you could do something more about it. I think maybe I would change the optional rule to be like getting levels of exhaustion perhaps. Or like that you do on Limbo, is it Limbo? No, uh, you, that you get on Pandemonium. Sorry, um, just something yeah. a little bit more, because I think if you're yeah. already going to hell, you're already probably going to be doing some really bad things. So, <laughs> evil, yeah. not evil, is out of the question. I think. Yeah. But that—that's just my thoughts on that. So, no, that's fair. Hmm. That's fair. I, I, yeah, I think they're a funny one. I think, or you just, yeah, I think you could do it as a non-permanent thing as well. Could be yeah. enough to do. But yeah, I'm with you on that. Right now, well, now, now we can leave. Now <laughs> I, I, I've shut the door. We've travelled through hell. We <laughs> and have back also, again. <laughs> and back again. We've travelled through all of the lawful planes. <sighs> well, let, why don't we just m- quickly reflect then back on our lawful planes yes. that we've been to? So we've mm-hmm. had, we've had Arcadia, Arcadia, right? Arcaron, uh, Arcaron. Um, Mechanus. Uh, Mount Celestia and Mechanus and Battle. Battle, yes. What did you think to your planes of law compared to your planes of chaos? So, I, as I said originally when we first started this, I thought the books were much easier to read. <laughs> mm-hmm. And maybe yeah. that's just the style of maybe it was just getting into it or something yeah. like that. I thought they were more easy to read. I thought some of them were more interesting than others, uh, naturally. Yeah. I, I will say, obviously, I am a massive fan of Mechanus. And that's mm. never going to go away because I think that's amazing. Yeah. I thought Arcaron was really interesting because that's the one with the cubes, and I just thought that's yeah. really interesting. And I, that was cool. I just yeah, because yeah. just a diff- I think just looking at worlds and planes that are different, especially when we're doing lots of stuff about the multiverse mm. just now, both in D and D and in every bloody film that you go and see now, there's yeah. something multiverse in it. Um, so I think those two were my sort of favourites, like just because yeah. I, I, I like I said, I've got massive. I've, big fan of yeah. the Carnus and uh, yeah I just thought the shapes of Archeron were really good yeah I agree with that I really liked Archeron and I really I actually enjoyed Mount Celestia for its its respite <laughs> in its own way I get I get the the sort of but I, there was something about it that I kind of enjoyed I just enjoyed reading it I thought mm. it was just a nice thing to read yeah but yeah I... yeah but I think chaos was the more exciting I was definitely every time going through just going like pandemonium amazing mm. abyss amazing <laughs> you know like I just uh, you know even um, 
okay, Isagar was my only one that I probably didn't like, but then as much, but it was still interesting. Yeah. It still had, it gave me a lot of, like, had a lot of emotion to it. Mm-hmm. And then, but it was a hard one to read because that was like this, like, name after name after name. Yes. And then um, even Arborea was, I thought was actually really fun mm. as well. So yeah. I, I think, oh, I think I, I had more fun with the, the, but I did prefer the, the layout of these books. I thought you're right. Yeah. The way it was done. And again, they go and change it again, haven't they, for the next one, for Conflict. So it's now a different set. Uh, but it actually seems like less pages per one. So well, we'll take that as a bonus. I'll take that as a bonus as well. Uh, and yeah, not to say, because again, thinking about Arcadia, this idea of the greater good as well, I think you can have a lot of fun mm. with that stuff now. Like this idea of like, oh, the greater good, everything's good. We're going to, that sort yeah. of twist on that could be quite interesting. But again, I guess, I guess ultimately it depends on what your players and what you want to do if you want to exactly. do lots of fighting stuff then maybe Arcaron, mm. maybe the nine hells compared to like oh, i want to do some something political or, so, or some things that yeah. are more intriguing perhaps or laws well then just go straight to mccarnas or, or maybe yeah. matt celestia you know so i think there's, there's lots you can do with it i think I, oh there is a lot there is a lot to be a lot of stuff to be got on the planes I think of Lost yeah I think it comes to that idea that as going back to the right at the beginning of the the planes of Lost stuff there was that sort of worry that well laws are a bit stuffy and a bit static and mm, don't like it but I think it's this idea that we have five different planes practicing lawful tenants in different ways and mm. it's ultimately it's their own their own aspects of every life regulated by these in- laws internally and they you they mm. know what is right and wrong and I just and I just thought that was just really interesting I guess so it's not Law, planes of Lost aren't stuffy places, they're actually interesting places. you just got to take the time and slow down a bit. Maybe that's the thing with the pl- Planes of Chaos, is that you're constantly running about, you're like, oh, I could die at any moment. Whereas here, it's like, I won't die, but I could probably perceive when I'm going to die, <laughs> if you see what I mean. <laughs> yeah. It's something easy to do. You're just always on the verge of tripping up, aren't you? Yes. Absolutely. But the next, well, I think the Planes of Conflict is where yes. we get the ones that are more esoteric and definitely just tread lines further away from what we're used to i think you know the, i think there's stuff that's all, that's on the nose but i think there's not on the nose is not the right word but i think there's i think there's a lot more in the conflict ones that's just that's something a bit different mm-hmm. uh, like the gray waste i think are going to be interesting mm. carceri is a bit obvious but then i think it really does have something special about it mm-hmm. i think bytopia is a very weird concept that we're mm. going to go and see about these two planes that live one above another mm-hmm. um and elysium is the sort of i feel is like the 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 farmy one that i'm gonna like the farmy <laughs> one the farm, you know, the, the sort of the, the natural one that's going to be more fun. And then Gehenna, which I just have always been a bit of a fan of. So Interesting. Kind of, and, I think. But, of course, next time we're going to be looking at the first of these uh, planes of conflict. We're going to be looking at the savage beauty mm. and the wilderness of the Beastlands. It's also known as the Happy Hunting Grounds, which I'm yes. excited to talk about because I think it's going to be it's going to be super fun. It's very different to the other ones we've gone to so far. I like this idea of sort of like yeah, with beasts and the sort of like the wildness of mm. it all. I think will be yeah, very interesting. But no, I think it will be. Mm. But until then, you can subs- yes. you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and catch up on previous episodes and the VOD of our sibling show, the DMs Book Club. And I'm sure there'll be links and stuff all around us as we're talking about it. Um, but yes, and finally, we're out of the hells. Hooray! <laughs> yes, we're finally out of the hells oh. and on our way to the Beastlands. Excellent, excellent. We're just well, travelling, uh, just, just in the middle of our planar journey. 
Yeah. No, well, I hope, I hopefully, this, this, the hells would you not. Know what? I think I'm going to head to Mount Celestia first, have a little bit of R&R, just a bit of just relax. All right. Rest, get by you, the sea. You know what? You do that. Head on. You do that. Uh, when I need you, I'll send some Modrons to come and get you. <laughs> okay, How's great. That? I'll, I'll, send, I'll send them out. Awesome. <laughs> they'll, they'll petition you. They'll evict you from Mount Celestia going, you've been yeah. here too long. You need I'm to go try to get not to break job. any laws on my way to. Uh, to the Beastlands. That's, Perfect. That sounds I, I'm up for that. All right. All right. I mean, tell me, just send me a text. And I'll, I'll, send, <laughs> I'll send you a text via Modron. That'll be, that's, that's my go for it. Well, until next time, folks, thank you so much for listening and for watching, and we will see you next time. On the flip side. On the flip, <laughs> on the flip side of the Nine Hells. <laughs> bye. Take care. Bye.